0: This episode of Burn the Haystack is sponsored, somewhat ironically, by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology. Welcome back to Burn the Hate Stack with Josh and Jesse. I'm Jesse, and I'm Josh. And this is a conversation where we save the best and burn the rest of our culture and fake practices. And we are back for another amazing episode. <laughs> a fresh <laughs> I episode. Say a fresh yeah, episode a fresh. That would have been. That would have been
1: better. <laughs> straight from the farmer's market. We literally went. It was handpicked by the farmer, taken to the farmer's market, and here we are picking it up, delivering it to you. Straight from the trough or whatever. I don't know.
0: Fair trade, organic. Yep. V- vegan. Gluten-free. Yep. Yeah. yeah, refined sugar-free. <laughs> BPA-free? <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I've heard of But um, loaded with extra MSG. <laughs>
1: that MSG, it'll get you that secret MSG.
0: Yeah, okay. Actually, funny story. The first time I ever saw... Uh, a, like, uh, That first time I ever learned about MSG... This is so cringy. I'm, I can't... I, <laughs> shouldn't okay anyway <laughs> so I was like 18 just to make it more embarrassing because I'd never heard of MSG before that oh, dear. um yeah I know and we were going past a Chinese place and I was really craving Chinese and uh so me and my friends were going and then we saw a massive sign out the front and it just said like it was like a white sign with bold red lettering saying no MSG and my <laughs> first thought so millennial I'm like what can you not text in there <laughs> i'm not even joking i was like oh what what kind of place wouldn't allow you to message people inside like what is it like hold you hostage or something it's a living yeah. hell it's a I was
1: living hell that's so funny what kind of Melbourneite yeah. are you not even to like that's it's like it's only like trendy people that uh really care about msg like it's like a privileged thing like i know what's in my food because i'm privileged and i've looked sort of thing you know what i mean like
0: I don't yeah know. I, I mean you know what what was that like 2009 or something it's a different time yeah. and uh That's i wasn't true. so trendy in high school to be honest it's only really been the
1: last maybe four to five years that i have actually had to manually become aware of food and dietary requirements you know just like the whole gluten-free dairy-free um vegan uh, organic all that sort of stuff it feels like it's it's like been here for a while but only in the last few years has it really ramped up in intensity of like oh this is actually really important and we have to make sure that everything is this and that free like is that just me or is it just only like in the last couple of years that that's actually happened
0: yeah i reckon it's actually like an awareness thing i think people are more aware of the health risks and i think it's a combination of a whole lot of things you know i think i actually think what was uh that guy's thing? Super Size Me. I think that was oh, yeah. a big actual transitional shift for a lot of people. This you know, is seeing true. the effect of eating literally just bad food, and then mm. from there it's a spiraled into what we have today. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, fair enough. Like I think, like that's what a lot of Americans say to me when they come to visit in New- here in New Zealand, especially. Like I think New Zealanders, uh, and to a lesser degree Australians, are really privileged in the sense that a lot of the food that we have here is local and it's fresh and it's had minimal like chemicals and and it's like really good but a lot of americans that i talk to um who say that in the us especially and perhaps this is true of europe that a lot of the stuff is mass-produced you don't quite know what's in it um, and it's just not as of a high quality as what you get here. I, I don't know if that like that's a controversial thing. I'm just I'm just sharing what Americans have told me. So I'm not making a claim yeah. myself. No,
0: I've I've heard the same thing when my Australian friends have gone to America. Like for example, just to find like cornflakes without sugar on them. Right. You know, like how right. we have like Frosties, which are like cornflakes with sugar all over them, or then you can get just cornflakes. To find just plain cornflakes, they had to. They couldn't find it at any of the big American supermarkets. I had to go to specialized health food stores. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's like that now. That was a few years ago. I'm sure it's changed now, but yeah. I don't know. Like I found that super interesting. I'm like, wait, so it's hard to find cereal without sugar on it? Like here yeah. nowadays, that's like the bulk of cereals. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I was I reading a, a marketing book the other day,
1: um, called uh, I can't remember um, Story Brand. Um, great, great oh, yeah. marketing book. Um, by Donald Miller, and he was talking about the success of Trader Joe's. Um, and uh, there's another one that like really have has capitalized on fresh, whole grain, um, a lot of you know no additives, all that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, growing up, that's just that's just what we ate. We just ate vegetables. Like, m- mum and dad were like real simple growing up. It was just vegetables, and maybe a gluten steak. Like there was none of this sort of fancy sugar and everything we just ate like wheat picks or cornflakes there was no sugar like there may have been a little bit of sugar but like not to the same level it was just a different mm.
0: world at different world day eh? this is another moment when i realized you and i had very different childhood because yeah <laughs> i remember being like thinking back to my childhood and what i ate and it was like fruit loops every morning <laughs> You know what? Pubs, you know or what?
1: I I never got Fruit Loops. I never got Fruit Loops and I always wanted Fruit Loops because it was what all my cool friends had. Like if you and I were friends, I would have been insanely jealous of you because you got Fruit Loops. Well, um, you know,
0: being cool it's it's a blessing and a curse, <laughs> you know. It's, it's
1: <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. My Nana, my grandmother, um who is a cool lady. She took pity on us one day because we begged her to get Fruit Loops and so she bought Fruit Loops and so I think I would have been 11 or 12 at the time. I was 11 or 12 by the time I got to actually taste Fruit Loops for the first time in my life, like how like how missing out was I as a child. Yeah, um, well. But I will say this. Uh I had a bowl of Fruit Loops. I munched on them and I didn't like them.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> It's because they're healthy. They've got fruit in them. That's why you didn't like them. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's definitely <laughs> why.
1: <laughs> fruit loops is like having all different colours of bubble gum flavour in like a flake. I don't know. I don't know how to describe
0: it. It's just so yeah, crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. But honestly, I don't even know how I survived so long as a kid eating so much. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, looking after our bodies is important, it isn't isn't it, Jesse? And our body body's just kind of fragile sometimes. Uh, yes, our bodies are kind of fragile sometimes. I'm guessing <laughs>
1: you want me to talk about the thing that you want me to talk about, which is the fact that I don't- ca- take care of my body all the time.
0: <laughs> no uh, about whole- the gaping wound on your eyebrow
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah I mean <laughs> you can't you can't see this, dear listener, but I have a gaping wound- it's not a gaping wound it's more of a it's more of a flap of skin that's kind of been <laughs> cut open. That's-, that's
0: such a worse description
1: I that's- know. <laughs> I know. so gross. So, uh, we might put this on the Instagram and the Facebook story at some point after this episode releases, but basically, um, if you don't know me, you wouldn't have heard what happened. So, I went to uh, Rotorua in uh, beautiful New Zealand, because that's where I live, so that's where I went. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Mm, Very
1: very descriptive. I know. Um, Beautiful place, magical place. Went up the mountain. Uh, I was there for a retreat last week, and... Went up the mountain for some afternoon activities, uh, which included the luge, which if you've never been on a luge before, it's kind of like a toboggan um, that you race downhill on a track. And so you go up on this chairlift and then you race down this little cart thing and uh, you get to the bottom and you go back up the top and you rinse and repeat. Great time.
0: It's like a bobsled, bubs- but yeah. instead of yeah skates and ice, it's just wheels right it's just wheels i've done it i want to do it but i haven't yeah done it's it yet. like wheels and
1: carma- uh, concrete tarmac type type thing so yeah so uh so what was happening was i was on my second go through um and so I, i've never been on it before this was my first time on it and i was um if you know me you know that i'm not a speed demon i'm not a, an adrenaline junkie in fact i try to actively avoid having to do things that are like intensely all that sort of stuff so I was going on it. I was thinking, you know what? I'll be sensible. I won't. Um, I won't push myself too much. I'll just enjoy myself, have a good time, and then all good. Uh, there was somebody on our in our group who will remain nameless, who is a speed demon, and I realized whilst I'm not an adrenaline junkie, I am kind of easily influenced when it comes to that <laughs> sort of stuff. <laughs> so I was just doing my thing. I was third third place so nothing too crazy as we were coming down the mountain and he who was last zoomed by all of us who were coming down the mountain and something in me snapped and i was like oh i've got to chase this guy like i've got to you know it's sort of like i don't know it's like little little finger you know syndrome here i got to prove that i'm a man by <laughs> actually you know going for it so i did and it was the first time i'd ever been on this particular track it was only the intermediate track so it wasn't even the advanced track so I was chasing him, and uh, we were coming around to a bend. I didn't realize this, but it was close to the end of the the track. Uh, we came to the bend. I didn't realize it was a hairpin bend until it was too late. I kind of, I, I was trying to cut the corner because that's what I was doing. You know, you lean into the corner, you you know, shave off those pres- precious milliseconds because you know that's what you do. <laughs> and um, uh, I, yeah, I didn't lean in far enough. I. Uh, then kind of slammed against the opposite wall which f- made me fall out of my cart uh and i kind of took a tumble down the down the tarmac and um yeah slashed my leg open i uh, hit my head um and scraped up all the left side of my body so the rest of the trip i was kind of hobbling around
0: and everybody was laughing at me uh <laughs> <laughs> he sent me photos on on Facebook and I was so shocked. I actually thought they were photoshopped at first.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was funny because like uh, there were like three people behind me by that point, like I'd passed three people. And so it was like the ultimate like shame that I was lying on the side of the road, uh, covered in blood. Uh, it was all pouring out of my, out of my, my, my eyebrow. That's where I, I hit myself. And um, it was all pouring pouring down my face, and onto the cart and onto the track. And these people just raced by, and they kind of just like looked at me. And then one of them was just like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> so, so ruthless. Cause, and then they felt really bad afterwards because they didn't realise how bad I actually
0: hurt myself. <laughs> yep. <sighs> and I can I can imagine as well like. I mean, th- these these guys are all chaplains, right? Yeah. And uh, surely one of them would have gone on to the school the next week and preached about the uh, the Good Samaritan, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep, and they were literally all the priests and Levites in that situation. <laughs> oh, there man. Were, there were no Good Samaritans that day. I, I, I kind of got up and I figured, uh, what am I going to do? So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just finish the race. And so I finished the track, blood pouring down my face. I could barely see <laughs> anything. Um and I got to the bottom and it was full of all random people who I I didn't know they weren't part of the group because everybody else had already finished like five minutes ago and they were all up at the top and so I was just standing in line all bloody and bruised uh, while these random people were kind of leering at me like what in the world happened to you sort of thing but nobody said anything (laughs) so I felt
0: really like alone and and fragile and broken (laughs) well as the old saying goes Jesse uh it's not a real race unless somebody crosses the finish line covered in blood and broken. That is what they say. That is
1: that is the old adage, isn't it? So tried and true. <laughs> so yeah, yep. it's uh, yeah. I have I haven't been hurt that bad for a while. So it's uh, I was going to say a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. It's a really annoying, but it is what it is.
0: Yep. Well, these battle scars don't look like they're fading. No. I can't remember the rest of the lyrics from well, the
1: song. Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I'm going to get like a sweet eyebrow scar out of it. You know, like one of those... You know, oh, you'd look so cool. One of those fantasy scars like Tyrion from Game of Thrones or something like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I guess this is why, people, we need to talk about serious topics like our health. That's true. Our health is important and it's important that we take care of our health. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't always control the outside circumstances. But we can control other circumstances. I don't know. The, I was going to say the inside <laughs> circumstances, the inside. and I'm like, even that you can't really. <laughs> anyway, let's cut to the chase. Yep. Today we do actually. We're not. Well, you know what? We're actually on point today. Normally our first ten minute discussion is pretty um it's like random. Pretty yeah, but today was actually pretty pretty relevant. I think pretty topical. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, which is surprising. Good on you. Good on you, Jesse. <laughs>
1: Good on us, team. Well done, yeah. team.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, but no today we want to if you and i'm sure you've already seen the title but today we want to talk about um about chris pratt of yes. all people what i are, actually love chris pratt i mean uh, parks and rec is one of my all-time favorite tv shows same. if not my all-time
1: favorite tv show yep yep it's a pretty good one um in fact when i like today when i watch a comedy like sitcom i always compare it to to parks and rec because it's just such a I don't know. Such great characters. It's so wholesome in so many different ways. In fact, I'm watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I think is kind of like it's kind of like a a, a cop's version of, of of Parks and Rec. But anyway. It is.
0: Yeah. I need to I need to get through that. I've done the first season, I think. Yeah, it's good. If that's good. Yeah. No, anyway, is, we digress, but if... we digress. Yeah. Um, um But yeah, I I think uh and so since then I've kind of followed Chris Pratt's career relatively closely. Yeah. But uh yep. Yeah, recently he's made a, made a bit of bit of news, hit the waves.
1: Yes, he has. And it's actually um, it's something which has uh, really interesting implications for um, trends and all that sort of stuff, which we'll get into a little bit later. But basically, Chris Pratt went on the Colbert Report as most celebrities do when they're promoting a new book or a movie. I think he was promoting Lego Movie 2.
0: Um, Heck yeah, I'm so keen for it.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I'm
0: surprised at how much I liked to the last one.
1: <laughs> well, as he said, like in the interview, like they made the first Lego movie and everybody thought, oh, this is going to suck because it's just like about Legos. But then it actually did really well. So now everybody's really psyched for the second one, which is great. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. I'm really, I'm really happy for that. But anyway, uh, one of the things which uh, Chris Pratt has been noted for in the last uh, few years is. His uh, openness about being a Christian, he is a Christian, he considers himself a follower of Jesus,
0: um, and he's been pretty open about that. Uh, yeah, I think it was, I, I think I remember seeing something, oh, maybe 2015 or 2016, I'm not, I think, it, I think he had a big turnaround with his faith after his son was born. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. if I remember correctly, there was something about his son being born and he was just like, oh man, I want to, yeah. I, I, so I don't know if he's going back to being a Christian or yeah. if he's like starting a new thing. And I know he said, uh, you know, post
1: his divorce, which happened, was it last year, I think? Um, oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, his church, his Zoe church in LA, um, led by Chad Veach and uh, a whole bunch of other people who I don't know, um, <coughs> they they were uh, really, like, supportive and, and helpful with him as he was navigating his divorce, which is quite a traumatic thing for anybody to go through.
0: Yeah, and I think it's actually really cool. I mean, we could do a whole... We should do a whole episode one day on uh, churches and divorce, but yeah, uh, we're not the there yet. Topic. It's definitely <laughs> day, but a good
1: haystack to burn.
0: Yeah, it is. So it's really cool to hear that the church was totally there for him because that's so often not the case. So when yes. you hear that, don't just sort of be like, "Oh yeah, whatever." That's actually a really big deal that they yeah. were really there for him in yeah. that. Yeah, but since he
1: uh, but since he had post divorce and you know his current career and all that sort of stuff and being a follower of Jesus. Uh, one of the things that he talked about in his in this interview particularly, and I think uh, he talked about a little bit in, on his Instagram as well, uh, is the Daniel diet or the Daniel fast because there are two different sort of things that are interlocking there as mm. something that he has, has done. Um, Josh, you, you know a little bit more about this. Is it they, at Zoe Church, they go through a
0: 21-day fast uh, that he participated in? Yeah. Um, so it's actually, I I would like to hear more about it in in Adventist churches, but it's actually a pretty popular thing in a bunch of other, particularly evangelical churches. At the beginning of a year, um, they'll do a, they'll do sort of like a fast to start the year. I know Craig Gushell does it with Life Church, and right. a few other churches do it. Um, I think Rick Warren from Saddleback they do it. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's O A Church. They said they do the Daniel fast. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and they just do that for 21 days at the beginning of every year to help sort of start the year and sort of vision. And yeah, I actually think it's really cool that yeah, they do that.
1: I think Yeah, I think that is a pretty cool thing. And I think as well, like one thing which I have noticed as, you know, before Josh and I were talk, uh, recording, we were talking about how like personal physical health has become A lot more in the public eye like you see a lot more people who go vegan not because they're allergic to anything but because they just want to live more healthfully Um, people are more going out of their way to avoid things like sugars and additives in food Um, choosing to eat more expensive food which is possibly better for you than you know the processed stuff Um, so in a way health personal physical health um, with what you eat and exercise i mean personal physical health has always been important. People have always understood that, but it just seems to be more and more like, okay, let's actually eat stuff that's good for us.
0: Yeah. It's like more socially acceptable yeah. to go out of your way to be healthy, even in little things, which is cool. I think yeah. it's a really good social trend and I um, hope it stays. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I guess for those of you who don't know what the Daniel fast is, he does talk about it a bit in the interview, but basically um, they go pretty much vegan or basically plant-based. Um, no I don't think that... I don't think he even had any grains or something. Like like yeah. pretty much avoided gluten, um, I think. And no uh, refined sugar free and I think oil free and yep. uh, uh no no, no alcohol booze. either. Yeah, no yeah.
1: booze, no coffee. I think they do herbal tea. Um, but Probably, apart from yeah. that, um they don't do anything apart from that. And there are different there are different types of fasting. There's like the standard fasting, which is sort of like water only. Then there's like absolute fasting which is like no food no water um there's partial fasting which is what the daniel fast is which is just kind of taking out certain things um and then there's another thing which a lot of other people which a lot of my friends do um who are really into fitness is they do intermittent fasting so they won't have dinner or they won't have breakfast they won't have breakfast and then they'll eat lunch and dinner
0: um which yeah. I've tried, but it's really hard. <laughs> it is, yeah. And with that, like, you can't even have like a little breakfast or something. It's got to be sort of all or nothing. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do um, it every now and then, but anyway. So, it
1: when you see like the Daniel Fast, Josh, and you like, as, as you alluded to, like it's become more popular. Rick Warren's written about it. Um, a lot of other Christians, evangelicals, especially American evangelicals, have talks about it. What to you? What seems to be like the point of of the Daniel Fast.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. And I guess interesting. I mean, I love um, something I've been really loving lately is looking up Google trends, like seeing what's been trending. I think their data covers what's trending in like the U S over the, and it goes from the data goes all the way back to 2004. Um, And at the beginning of every single year, you can actually see a big spike in people looking at the Daniel Fast. And it's been like that since like 2000, I don't know, four, five, Mm. six or something. And it goes up every single year. And then it got up even higher when Rick Warren wrote a book about it. Um, so, yeah, it's... And I think what it is really is about sort of people making a stand at the beginning of the year. Um, because I think the whole point of it is you actually really c- clear your mind. Um, and it does. There's a whole lot of science behind it that I'm not equipped to go into. But... Um, you know, things like, things like sugar and and alcohol particularly, and, um, you know, they can really affect the way you think. And so when you actually fast from those things, and I remember the first time I did a sugar fast, man, the first like two, three days had the biggest headache. Like, oh, it was the worst. Just, I didn't even realize how much I was having, but as soon as I said, I'm not going to have any more sugar, I noticed it the next day. Wow. Um, and I, like, I honestly don't even eat that much sugar. It's like, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. And then after that, you sort of begin to think more clearly, Yeah, uh, which was really cool. Um, and so that's sort of... It's like that. It's just taking a moment to really um, cut back to just what your body needs and will thrive on. Mm. And um, I think in a spiritual sense as well, it's important to actually use that as a prayer time too. Because um, there's... When you're eating like that, it, I think that I think there's less preparation in mealtime and that sort of thing. Um, it's a lot more raw. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot more. What do I need to eat versus what can I eat? Which mm. is, <laughs> yeah, a very Western mindset to be like, look at all <laughs> of these options. Where it's this is just like, here's what I need and that's it. Mm. Um, so I guess you're cutting out even decisions. Um, yeah, and I think it's a time to really clear ahead and and reflect back to just the basic okay i want to journey with you this year god um over this time and that's what it is it's about setting your setting yourself up to start the year right and i think a lot of people even i know after they do these sort of fasts it does actually create a permanent change in their diet and an even way of living too generally they'll do it for 21 days and then afterwards they're like you know what i actually don't miss alcohol that much i'm just mm. gonna cut back on it i know lots of people who that's happened to or like sugar they're like yeah i know i function a lot better without it so i'm just gonna permanently cut it Or like permanently, majorly reduce it.
1: Yeah. That brings up up like a couple of interesting thoughts in my head. (coughs) The first is um, I heard this from Craig Rochelle um, that people talk to him and he says, you know, people talk to me all the time. How are you so disciplined? How are you so productive? Yada, yada, yada. And actually, one of the things he said was, well, he's actually not the most disciplined person in the world. At least he wasn't like when he was our age one thing that he's done like every year is he's cut out something of his life every year um so i think at one point he cut out um soft drinks or mm-hmm. he he just went to going i'll just have one soft drink uh, a week and now he said he barely touches soft drinks at all like once a month or something like that or or um you know he'll he'll do something positive like um you know he started working out like once or three times a week. And now he works out like every day. Um, So like cutting out something from your life as a form of self-sacrifice in a way of like, I'm not going to do this. But I think one of the things that people get wrong is we try to do it all at the same time. Um,
0: Yeah. Which is helpful, I think, in a... Something like a Daniel Fast, like a 21-day... I'm going to cut out all these things just for 21 days. It's a lot more bearable. Yes. I think rather than being like, I'm going to do all this permanently. I think it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. I I think personally. Yeah. So I think you have to be like
1: really realistic with your expectations. Like, is this something that I'm going to be able to maintain for beyond the 21 days? Or am I literally just going into this for seven days, 14 days, 21 days, whatever the, the time period is that you set for yourself. So like for me, for instance, like, like, just full disclosure, Josh and I actually talked about doing like the Daniel fast for like just for like scientific purposes, but like yeah. our lives are so crazy at the moment that it's like it's really hard to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we both still want to. Like yeah. I mean, I've just moved into a, a new house like yeah. two days ago. Yeah. Still really new at a new church and everything. There's literally I when I was messing with Jesse about it, I was like, there's just too many changes right now. I can't <laughs> bring myself back. Like even emotionally to be like, okay, now I'm going to do a different diet for 21 days. I just yeah. need something to yeah. be the same as it was before. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. I think
1: that's a really important point. Like I think if when it comes to these sorts of big monumental changes, like if you're in a headspace where you have sort of like the same routine and you're just making one small tweak, I think that makes it so that it's more like it sticks, you know, versus... Yeah like everything's changing in my life. Let's just put something else onto it like which I think we both agreed was a bad idea. So we didn't do it, which is fine. Yeah.
0: But we still want to do it one day. We will do it. Yeah, we will. Well, we yeah. Like I mean, I've done I I think I've done it. I think I have before, but not it wasn't as a Daniel fast. It was yeah. um chip. Okay, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your chip
1: experience because so we're coming in from like the Daniel fast as a like a Christian evangelical sort of tri- like thing that people are doing to kind of help them to fast. But then on the other hand, like we are both in the Seventh-day Adventist tradition where this is like these two worlds come into to, to, together really quite beautifully. We have this sort of health, holistic health message, and we call it CHIP. Well, that's sort of like the most popular interpretation of that that message how does that sort of interact with like the principles in here because you've done chip i
0: haven't done chip but josh has done it yeah it, surpri- it surprises a lot of people when i tell them i've done chip <laughs> <laughs> but yes i did uh, and i actually really enjoyed it uh, and i changed a lot of my lifestyle from it um but the thing about chip so chip if you aren't aware i'm sure most of our listeners will be aware but if you're not it stands for the complete Health Improvement Program. It used to be the Cardiovascular Health improve, health Improvement Program, <laughs> but later on they changed it because they realized like, oh, this is actually helping a lot more than just a cardiovascular system for people. <laughs> uh, and it, it goes for like, uh, I think it was two months or something. Yeah. Maybe three, maybe closer to three. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Between two and three months. I can't really exactly remember it was three. The one thing about ago, Adventist yeah. is like, if we're going to do a program, we do it for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, a really, it's actually really cool the way they do it um, because at the beginning of the program, you do all these tests and they take your weight, your height, your heart rate, your blood pressure, your um, BMI, all these sort of things. And so you do the test and then you, they encourage you at least for the time period of CHIP to stick to the diet as much as you can. Not to the diet. They say commit to this lifestyle as much as you can, at least during this test. So you can actually see the difference. So it's actually really cool. It kind of turns it into a bit of a game for me because, mm. yeah, that's just the way my brain's wired. If something's gamified, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll try it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, sweet, we'll do it. Uh, I cheated once during the whole time. So I was really proud of myself. Um, but, you know, I think everybody should be uh, allowed to cheat once. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah, Absolutely. So it, was, it was one night we, yeah. We ordered pizza and that's <laughs> it. So it wasn't even that bad. It's not yeah. This is this anyway. is
1: confession time. This is like it's good for the soul. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I had crazy, crazy good results. Um, because when mm. you do chip you you pretty much do the Daniel thing, except um, it's still got it's still got gluten and, and wheat sort of things in it and like the the carbs. That's about the only difference. It's okay. but it's meant to all be like whole grain. Um, but yeah, you're still cutting out meats. You're still like still going plant based. You're still cutting out alcohol, smoking, all that sort of stuff. Did you cut out coffee during that time? Uh, I reduced it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cut it out. Sorry. So yeah, I, I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't follow it perfectly. Yeah, no I think about it. Because
1: yeah. you are you now just black coffee, or do you kind of soy,
0: soy, soy okay, yeah, soy flat white still. Okay. But that's cool. But like you know i cut down it was i was having like 2 3 coffees a day before that and then i cut down to like one and then eventually i got down to just having an instant coffee every day that was literally 1 teaspoon of coffee in it not even 2 so it was oh wow really it was That's a very minimal amount for me anyway um
1: you could just have like you could get to the point where you're just like espresso like an espresso shot and you could like just smash that out
0: Oh yeah, I, I was having hardly any really I think I even got d- down to just like half a scoop for a while Oh wow, that's so, crazy So it was pretty minimal It was just like, I. it was literally just for like I, I, I like having a hot drink in the morning mm. um, Yeah, I think there were a couple of days when I had decaf instead Okay But okay. yeah, anyway, that's not the point yeah, <laughs> The point no. is, at yeah. the end of the program um, Yeah, I had like some of the biggest results in the whole class Wow, that's awesome Yeah. Yeah, it is And there were people who definitely had much worse lifestyles than me Mm. um before that and i noticed a massive difference after like i lost weight my blood pressure was better all this sort of stuff but do Um, you think that's
1: because you and i don't know your class but were you like one of the youngest people
0: there so like your body probably had more time to you know bounce back yeah no undoubtedly yeah i would say that's why i had the biggest results. okay um so while and that's that's one of my only things, and, you know, for any of our listeners who are really into Chip, that's cool. That's awesome. Good on it. My only complaint about the program really was, um, well, A, I'd like to see more variants of it that are shorter term for mm. people. Um, and also, B, I think it was pitched at older people. Yeah. Like, yeah, so many of the things I'm like, I don't relate to this at all, you know, just because it's so, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see a a more. I would like to see a couple of modified versions of Chip, definitely aimed at like uni students and that kind of thing. I reckon it would actually really take off if we could get that right. This has been like the complaint
1: that I've always had about the health message, quote unquote health message. um, That we as if you're Adventist, you know, is something which is such a big deal um, to our church. It's always been. I mean, Adventism is a very head heavy faith. Like it's very. It's intellectual. You have to be able to understand, you know, like biblical prophecy and, you know, to be able to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of what really sets Adventism apart from a lot of other denominations and stuff. Um, But that's the thing that I've always kind of thought about, not just the health message, but sort of a lot of the stuff that we believe that's distinctive is it's kind of, it's pitched at a very specific kind of person, somebody who is is very much willing to to trawl through all of the material to be able to get to the heart of it. And it kind of, I feel like it turns a lot of people off, like who would initially or, or who would really get into it and who would really benefit from it, but they're just not wired to be able to just sit through two or three months worth of chip meetings and, you know, books and stuff. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's what I think too. Like I... I th- I don't think we've I don't think we've adapted I know, like to the digital age of but to an age where people like information is so readily available like you could give somebody here's this 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 if you want to look at it further look at this list this, this this in your own time and people probably will if it interests them they'll you know if you send them the link they'll probably look at it at some stage if they're interested otherwise they've learnt the headline they've learnt the main bit and now they can just say cool I like that I agree with it I move on yeah and as we're not good we have to explain everything yeah. right there
1: and then yeah and as you say like it's a very it's a time intensive and i I also like I was invited to be part of chip a few times and I just kind of like ah, i I didn't do it because it was so and no offense to anybody who's done chip or who love chip but it's a long time it's a fair bit of money it's a big investment in just in terms of everything like
0: well, yeah um, I mean like it is, but I mean, it's not like anybody's making money off it, which no. made it me feel better about it. I could actually see, oh, that's what this money was for. That was like, that. it's literally, it just pays for everything that yeah. you get in the program.
1: Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But so it's no. huge.
0: Like three three nights a week, every week for yeah. like, and each session goes for like t- two hours. Yeah. At least, you know, <laughs> well, like, cause there's like a set, there's like the information part, but then there's the part after where you get to try all the foods and whatever, which is great.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I'm
0: like three nights a week. That's insane. <laughs> you know, like, this yeah, is not, it was nights. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. this is
1: not a, this is not a, a a a chip bashing session. Like I I really love the core concept, but I do think it does need a little bit of work if it's going to be something which could appeal to our generation and the generation that's coming behind us, which I think is going to be even more health focused than millennials are.
0: Well, yeah, and that's that's exactly I think the real intersection of what we're talking about with with Chris Pratt. And the Daniel Fast being on Stephen Colbert or whatever, but then also us and our chip message, like uh, interestingly enough, um, Vox Media or Vox, Vox Media, Vox Media. <laughs> that's it. Sorry, it's lame. Okay, <laughs> lame PewDiePie <laughs> joke. So we we've bashed them a little bit before, but they're alright. Um, they they posted an article just recently, and we'll probably put this in the show notes. Um, but it's basically about how why Bible in this is what the article is called. Um, why Bible-inspired diets and fitness plans are catching on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, to me, it's just like, are you serious? Chris this Pratt is, this is does like, this thing once. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, like oh, they're edge. catching on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we've been harping on about this for the last, I don't know, what, 130 <laughs> years or something.
1: <laughs> I think I think Ellen White had the Otsego vision, which is where this all really started out in like 1864 or something like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, are you serious? Like we, we should we should have been the ones. Like the I was looking at this Vox Media piece, and the very big photo at the top is Chris Pratt taking a selfie with a bunch of people and whatever. And that's awesome. I love again. I love Chris Pratt. Yeah. I don't have anything against him. Yeah. But I'm like, why isn't why isn't the Adventist Church here? Like, why are we lagging behind so much? <laughs> I just. We we have been on this for so long and it's just like heartbreaking to me that we're not there. We're, we're still behind. Yeah, yeah, it is true. And it's, yeah, as you say, we've had so much
1: time to actually develop this and to create something. And I, I think, you know, at Chip, they've created something really special. They have. But as we've said, you know, several times now, it only appeals to a certain type of person who's willing to put down the cash and the time commitment to be able to do it. And that's not everybody. Like... There, nobody, very few millennials and even fewer Gen Zs are willing to slap down hundreds of dollars and commit to two hours, three nights a week for two to three months just so that they can get a better health uh, lifestyle. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. They'd much rather watch a YouTube video or, you know... A a series, 10-part series. Yeah, an online course. You know, everybody loves courses these days. Do an online course, sell that, you know, give it a a free trial. Yeah, yeah. Where every time you go on the website,
0: it says, we're we're going live in five minutes, you better catch on. And then you go on in 10 minutes, we're going live in five minutes. (laughs) So
1: this is really like part of this episode, I think, is like... I mean, many of you who are listening could probably just go, Josh, Jesse, just shut up and do something about it. And like, no.
0: <laughs> but like- We are doing something about it. We're talking and complaining yeah. about it. We're, so doing we're, we're doing our
1: part. We're doing our part. So, but this is like, I'm, I'm seriously challenging you. If you've been through CHIP or you've been through like a, a health seminar and you look at the Chris Pratt stuff and you look at all the Daniel Diet fads, like as you, as you said, Josh, like at the beginning, like earlier on, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, these the trend for the Daniel diet or the Daniel fast just just increases. Like at the beginning of every year, so like you have this 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 free open audience of people who are willing to try it every single year. Um, and if if you have the capacity and the means to be able to create something, to be able to capture their attention, like how powerful could that be? Oh, so I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like. Uh not bashing anyone i've tried to have conversations about offering chip programs but in alternative ways and uh, like i've tried to make it happen personally um at the end of the day i don't (laughs) i don't have the clout to make that sort of stuff move and shift you know what i mean (laughs) like i i I don't know i'm trying working on it and i think maybe in time if i keep trying this is one of those things you got to be like the man get the get the biblical i'm g- got to be like the pestering widow <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's honestly like one of those things and something the burn the haystack is a is a platform that Jesse and i have been privileged to be able to you know be a part of and obviously there's so many people who this is echoing with but i guess mm. this is just another part of that conversation that hey we want to see, see some of these core Adventist teachings. And it's not even just an Adventist teaching, but we no. want to see some of these core teachings. Biblical teachings. Yeah, we want to see them come to life and come alive in people's lives. And if we have to alter it a bit and say, you know what, rather than change your whole lifestyle, why don't you just try it for 21 days and do it yeah. at the beginning of the year and make it a spiritual experience? You know what I mean? Like yeah. You can paint it in such a way where people can see a direct benefit from it in a, such a small amount of time. And then you could now we can be like, hey, look, Chris Pratt did it. We can do it. Yeah. Look, do you want to be like Chris Pratt? Come to our church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And I should, I should, like,
1: I'm gonna alter my previous challenge. Um, if you have started something or you have an idea and you're developing something get in touch with us we'd love to talk to you about whatever it might be and we'd love to be able to um lift you up if you have some sort of program that you want to run or you know some initiative to help people do this like what josh is saying get in touch with us we'd love to talk to you about it
0: yeah Uh, so i don't know like i think this is the this is just uh, it's so fascinating to me that someone like vox media who is such a What would you say? It's quite, I guess, like a left-leaning... Yeah, super lefty. Super left. Yeah, okay, not left-leaning. Super left sort of media outlet. And now all of a sudden they're saying Bible-based diets are catching on. (laughs) Yeah. And they're even suggesting, here, try this, try this, try this. And you'll find it in here in the Bible. It's like, wow.
1: Like they'll, they'll still bash Chris Pratt for going to a church that apparently hates gay people. But
0: still, they're still highlighting this. You know what I mean? You know what? I did so much research on that. In, in preparation for this episode But this yeah. episode isn't about it But I <laughs> <gasps> but his church doesn't even they don't it's, See, the people who are saying That Chris Pratt goes to a church That hates the LGBTQ community Right? Ellen Page, right? Those, those articles Oh yeah They say that he goes to Hillsong Church Right But A, Chris Pratt doesn't go to Hillsong Church And B, Hillsong Church don't They don't speak against gay people they have no. I've read things about like stuff Brian Houston has said about how they are openly will have anybody in their fellowship as long as they're not there with destructive purposes basically or they're yep. a predator. Yeah. Um but they weren't they they don't let um yeah, they, they don't let like there's a lot of people they don't let into leadership basically. Yeah, I I believe there was a lifestyle choices. There was something a
1: few years ago where there was like a choir leader who was gay or something like that and that was a bit yeah, of a that's it was controversial, or but it's it is funny like yeah. Zoe Church is not affiliated, it's affiliated with Hillsong, but not officially. I don't think they're not like yeah, a I, branch I of Chad, Hillsong.
0: Chad Veach, I think he's never, yeah, they, they he's preached at Hillsong Conference. I yeah. think that's the connection, and he's friends with Carl Lentz and stuff.
1: So you're guilty by association, in other words, that's that's the that's the argument,
0: yeah. I, I mean, oh, uh, yeah, this is I guess a whole nother, a whole nother, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whole other episode, <laughs> which is funny. It's it, it is just kind of funny. It's just kind of SMH, but it's also kind of funny. What does SMH stand for again? Oh, shake my head. I always sort of smack my head.
1: Oh, it could be. It could be that way. It's like oh, it's like it's like you're rolling your eyes on the on on in text.
0: Yeah, so SMH. Totally.
1: Yeah. Um, but one one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, which we've already kind of touched on. A little bit well there's two things. The first is like the difference between a fast and a lifestyle choice, because as we've alluded to, the Daniel fast is not really a fast in the Bible. Like Daniel says, look, for this amount of time, like in in, in Daniel one, um I believe it's like Daniel one verse twelve or something like that, they actually uh outlay so yeah, Daniel one verse twelve and then also Daniel ten verse two to three, where he kind of talks about this is what I'm gonna eat. And he says, for this amount of time, test 10 me. 10 days, right? Yeah, 10 days. And then at the end of the day, um, if I'm healthier than all these other guys who are like eating the, the meat and drinking the wine and all that sort of luxurious stuff, test me if I'm better, you know, let me eat what I want. The implication though in this, which, was, which I was always taught was, well, this is like... This is not just something that Daniel did for just 10 days. This is something that he wanted to do all the time. So, right. at at what point can you take the Daniel fast or the Daniel diet and apply it to your everyday dietary lifestyle? Is is probably mm. my question.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I think it's actually a valid point. I don't think Yeah, I I think it is actually a bit of a a bit of a misinterpretation to take this as just a fast. So I think you're actually raising a good point. I mean, it can be a good fast. Yeah. Yeah. Not questioning that at all.
1: Mm. Um, cause, cause I think, you know, like that was what I was always taught growing up because Adventism, especially doesn't promote a fast in the sense of the context of Daniel. It always says, okay, this is a lifestyle that you should live because it's better for you. And I think, I think empirically, it probably is better. Oh, um,
0: yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> it's not like we're going to get on here going, "Oh, yeah, it's 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 probably better," but who really knows? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but like, how far do you take it? Is, is also like, is my question because if you were to take it to the nth degree, okay, uh, no alcohol, which Advent most Adventists don't do anyway, um, no tea or <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Uh, which there's a split between Adventists. It's it, kind of like Adventists kind of treat tea and coffee like the rest of the Christian world treats alcohol, which is, I think is kind of hilarious. That's
0: true. Um, <laughs> that's a good, that's actually a really good point. I've never thought of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, as, as far as the alcohol goes, like, we don't talk about that. It's like, oh, nobody drinks alcohol if you're an Adventist, but then like a whole bunch of people do, but we just don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> um, I'm just putting it out there so everybody can get awkward about it.
0: <laughs> yep. I don't uh, know how to follow in from that.
1: Nah. Ah, oh, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so milk, milk is a funny one. Cause like a lot of people will go, cause it's not mentioned in, in Daniel, but then a lot of people go, okay, if we're going to have milk, we're not going to have cow's milk, but we'll, we can have soy milk. Or almond milk, or coconut milk.
0: What, what do you think about milk? Like, as far as that's concerned, I'm probably the wrong person to ask, because I, from my from my experience, milk, milk's really bad for you. Well, I <laughs> I'm mean, not really but bad, you for you, but
1: you haven't you haven't always been dairy intolerant, though.
0: So. No, well, yeah, it, no, I haven't. But well, no, actually, I'm going to say I have, but I just didn't know. But if I'd oh, given okay. it up earlier, I would say that I probably would have been healthier now. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Because it makes my asthma worse. Wow. I'm just I'm just putting this together. Maybe if I had stopped dairy at an earlier age, maybe I wouldn't have gotten asthma every time I ran. So maybe I would have exercised more. So maybe I would have had a fitter life. So maybe I would have actually played sports and been huh. healthy and fit. Maybe. And you would have and you would have ended up a Chad. Yeah. Chad Veach. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> yeah no but i mean that's funny. maybe i
1: don't yeah probably yeah. not but maybe that's a possibility it's definitely a yeah. possibility well
0: um, that's the thing though like i think a lot of the time we get really scared to we do get really scared to permanently remove things um and it just feels so like i remember when i stopped having gluten like when uh when the doctor was like yeah you need to stop it's like, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And that's when I thought, okay, I actually need to stop gluten and dairy. And then I th- thought through all the things that have gluten and dairy in it that I like. And I actually cried. Like, oh. I know it sounds so pathetic. Yeah. But it's it was really hard. I'm like, I'm never going to have ice cream again. Like, I can't go out for milkshake. You know, and it was at college. So I thought I can't go to Three Monkeys at Newcastle and get oh. those epic smoothies you know what i mean see see what i mean like the the pleasure you're feeling now from thinking about drinking it is like you've got to think the opposite emotion to you can never have that again bro or anything like that again i i I can never have a croissant again you know i I don't think
1: i don't think that i could i don't think i'd be too bad with meat like i think i could probably give up meat pretty easily but i have like four types of cheese in my fridge at all times (laughs) you know (laughs) Like yeah. I, I have to have I have to have mozzarella. I have to have some tasty cheese, some pecorino or some parmigiano or something like that. And then, yeah,
0: it's just it's yeah. I I feel yeah. your pain.
1: I do feel your pain, or well, your yeah, and your past pain.
0: But, well, that's it. And then I'm I'm not hugely allergic to these things. So I mean, I am I am probably oversaying it, but like I can eat it and not get super sick or anything. Yeah. Like Jesse's seen me eat gluten before and i'm i'm fine but it's like if i keep eating it it's bad so i have to just say to myself stop don't eat it yeah um I've probably been a really bad influence
1: because, you know, you guys know I like to cook. And I, I, so, so, when Josh has been over, I'll be like, yo, I just baked this this loaf of bread. Do you want some bread? And Josh will be like, oh, my gosh, it smells so
0: good because it's just been baked. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like,
1: I'm it's like like,
0: the, you should try it. You should try it. I just made it. You should try what I've made. I like <laughs> your, I'm like the devil on your shoulder when it comes yeah. to food. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, the times when I'm like, I can't have dairy And you're like, okay So you bring me, you bring Janelle and I out Sliced was, cucumber with yogurt
1: It was one time Like, oh, it's not it dairy, it's yogurt one time
0: <laughs> 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 No, nah, it's fun. I, want, I, I, I remember
1: once when we first moved here I, I offered you a cheese platter It was, yeah, that was bad I shouldn't
0: have offered you a cheese platter It's alright anyway. I actually don't really like the taste of cheese that much now Oh, there you go. Which is an interesting. thing. I think a lot of people don't realize how much your body adapts to to its circumstances. Yeah. We see it in people all the time um, that when you're in a harder living circumstance, you just adapt to be able to do it. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how much your body can change to just fit a lifestyle. Um, At first, it's really hard and really jarring. And especially, I think, in... In our sort of culture, in this really westernized and you know super rich culture that we're in, um, like we feel like we have all these options, we can do whatever we want. But as soon as options start getting taken away from you, it it feels harder than it probably should mm. on us. Yeah, like yeah. it's literally first world problems.
1: Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's let's continue on. Um. So, so milk. Um. I think a lot of that, that, like, the plant-based milk stuff, that's, like, pretty good. I don't think there's any real side effects to, to taking that stuff on like there is for, like, dairy. Um, but the other thing that they recommend in the diet is is plants, vegetables, and fruit. Like, that's sort of, yeah, that's your bread and butter, as, as you were, as as it is with, um, with the Daniel diet. Um, and I think this is a really big one because... A lot of cultures in the world, I'm um, thinking especially of like European culture. They thrive on carbs, bread, mm. and pasta, and rice and things like that. And it's easy when you're kind of like 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 I I was um I was visiting Karina's um family in Mauritius and they're heavily influenced by French cuisine, French culture. And so it was heaven for me because at the beginning of every day they would go out and get like this beautiful baguette from a from a bakery. And that would be breakfast it Would be some uh, baguette With some butter and coffee Like that's Like if you chucked in a cigarette That'd be like You know <laughs> Quintessential French breakfast <laughs> Baguette Coffee And a cigarette I forewent I, I, I foregoed I the uh, the cigarette Because I wanted to be healthy But you know <laughs> um, It's such a stereotype <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know So I should say that The quintessential French breakfast Is just a cigarette I don't know gonna get some angry french people in the comments that's all right um all right but but like just that like i I, that's what i had for like three weeks you know that was beautiful breakfast and afterwards i was like oh it's actually really unhealthy just like bread (laughs) butter and coffee like that's really bad um yeah i
0: don't know how you survive just eating that well i mean i had other meals
1: so it it wasn't so bad but this is the thing like you know in the here in the West, we grew up on um, sugary breakfast cereals, like we talked about that earlier. Especially if you're in America, like that's sort of what's everywhere. We've been conditioned to believe that you eat sweet for breakfast, and that's that's like so bad. Like you don't want to start your day out like eating sugar. Like and there's so many people do it. Mm. Um, and and I'm not saying that me eating a baguette and drinking coffee for breakfast is is much better it's probably not it's probably it's probably just as bad but um, I I was really fascinated I watched a um, a YouTube video about a Japanese chef making sort of traditional Japanese um, breakfast and it's all like it's rice and it's vegetables and it's fish so sort of you know the traditional stuff that you'd imagine from Japan but it just proved to me how uh, different it is in different parts of the world with what their um what they're, what they're supposed to eat and, and like the meat portions themselves and the rice portions are actually a lot smaller than you would think so you're actually eating less meat and less rice than the vegetables so it's like it's it's true like the one of the blue zones um, when we talk about people who live like super long it's in Japan um, and there's a reason for that Japanese people actually eat really healthy so there's something to that
0: <laughs> hmm yeah um, well that's <sighs> Yeah, that's the thing. I love that that's kind of one of the glory times in Adventist modern history is like when we featured on that whole Blue Zone thing, people who yeah. live over 100, all of a sudden we made news and we started influencing health studies because of the way we live.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so the other things that they recommend
1: is uh, whole grains. And this is something that I think was drilled into pretty hard at Chip as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, So things like brown rice as opposed to white rice, oats and quinoa, millet, amaranth, buckwheat, barley Okay, I'll be be real, I only eat like two or or three out of those things (laughs) I don't think I've ever eaten amaranth or buckwheat or millet I don't even know what millet is Do you know what millet Uh, is? Pretty much like a mullet Oh, good Like the haircut Okay, I was thinking of the fish (laughs) Oh yeah, maybe a bit of both Yuck. <laughs> a, hair, a really hairy fish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: So yeah, just I guess making that choice of you know not just eating white rice as much as I love jasmine rice and that sort of stuff. Um. Maybe instead switch out white rice for brown rice or, you know, having oats for breakfast. I love having oats for breakfast now. It's really great. Um yeah. it's a really good breakfast. Yeah, and I it's really go back filling to having oats. Yeah, yeah um so they also recommend beans and legumes which is something which is kind of like an adventist staple like we love our beans um, oh yeah i mean that's the, the 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 birth of our our signature dish the haystack you know you can't have a haystack <laughs> without some good beans actually gotta,
0: fun yeah. fact all right this is so random maybe i shouldn't okay um, but whilst living in Hamilton recently, I have acquired a new favourite dish that I think could be the the modern haystack. Yeah, I'm right. I'm interested. I'm listening. Uh, it's called it's called uh, I think it's called bibimbap. What? Bibimbap. It's uh, Korean. Wow. Yeah, and it's basically rice, and then you put whatever veggies you want with it, sliced up very thinly. And so basically picture And then you just have like a bean mix And then you just put that on the rice And then the veggies on top of that And then um, bit of, bit of uh, sushi, may- sushi mayo Or Japanese mayo oh. on top And then you just have these little things of seaweed on the side That are already pre-cut You can buy them pre-cut And you can use them or you can not um, But yeah, and so we just You know, you put whatever you want on your plate Just like haystacks And then you eat it however you want just like haystacks, so you can use the seaweed and put it in, roll it up and eat it, or you can like tear up the seaweed, sprinkle it through, or you can not have seaweed if you don't like it.
1: That's so cool. Can you talk to me about this bean mix, like, because the I don't know, I don't. Uh, yeah, But we've
0: had it as well without the bean mix. We've had it, yeah, oh, when yeah, it's just the other things. Is this something that you've had in a restaurant or somebody's cooked it for you? I have had it at four people's house now, no, three what? people's houses now up here. It's popular in Hamilton. I don't know why. Is there like a Korean community in Hamilton? There's one and then the other two. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Okay, no, there's one. And then the other one, they lived in Korea for a while. So, they learnt the dish there. And then the other one is the daughter of the person who lived in Korea. And she also lived in Korea, but when she was a little kid. So, she's also learnt the dish. Bibimbap. So, is that what it's yeah, called? Bibimbap. Yeah. So, guys, the new haystack. So, <laughs> we're going to be changing the name of this podcast to Burn the Bibimbap. No. No. <laughs>
1: Actually, really, that's that's actually got quite a ring to it. It's got more know, of a quite ring to it. Catchy, than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. No, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'll I have to try it. Send me, do you, do you have like a recipe or something? I'd love I'll to. I'll find one. I'll send it. And you know what? We might put it on our page. All right. Sweet. Yeah. We can say, if, is this the new haystack? Heck yes. Mm. All right, I, if if uh, yeah, if you guys uh, are keen for that, I might uh, I might cook it. And maybe I'll like film cooking it or something like that, and we can cool. Maybe maybe we can like do a a haystack versus bibimbap sort of you
0: know ooh food like off ease versus cost yeah you know, versus like how many people can contribute.
1: True, like the like the worth it the worth it videos on Tasty.
0: Yeah, this is a good idea. I love that we just came up with this while we're, we should have paused it, stopped recording, <laughs> came up with the idea. But instead, now you all know our idea, and you could beat us to it if you wanted to. If
1: you beat us to it, I will sue you. Nah, I I won't.
0: No, I'll probably <laughs> like your video and share it. I'll
1: probably yeah, just share it on our page so we can be <laughs> like, yo, this was our idea, but somebody else did it and probably did it better. But that's okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, uh, so we yeah. probably probably need to get to wrapping up, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the last thing, just the last thing. So just in in in. in uh, conclusion when it comes to like what's actually on the daniel food list you got um water that's probably we, we should have mentioned that water is like the oh, big essential
0: thing. you need to have so much water
1: yeah so that, what do they recommend like six like six to eight cups of water or something like that a day it's like something crazy depends on your body weight but probably yeah. something like eight cups a day yeah so avoid uh coffee i think they think herbal tea is okay um milk no milk obviously uh or ice cream almond milk coconut milk that sort of stuff they say uh, coconut kef- kef- kefir i don't really know what that is but i'm sure it's great um, <laughs> okay. stick to veggies as much as possible fruits as well one to three serving of fruit a day is always really good can be dried if you want so i love dried like dried banana chips they're awesome um, uh, whole grains so instead of white rice swap it out for brown rice have some quinoa have some oats have some beans and legumes, you know, get some of that. The chickpeas, I love chickpeas. Oh my gosh, chickpeas are so good. Yeah, um, yeah. make a beautiful hummus or something like that. Mm. Make up a, a mean um, roast pumpkin hummus. Oh, it is so Ooh,
0: good. Ooh, that sounds good. And it's so much better
1: than um, the stuff that you buy in a little packet. It's just so much better. And then finally... Mm. Um, nuts and seeds So they're, they're really big on nuts and seeds Which is actually the one that probably I struggle with the most As much as I love nuts and seeds It's probably the most expensive part of this whole thing Oh um, yeah You get some nice cashews or some almonds Or some macadamias And they're just so expensive But they're so good
0: Yeah, totally Yeah Yeah So I guess a couple of lessons To pick up from today To wrap up and summarize um, Yeah Yeah <laughs> what what have we talked about <laughs> i think i think one of
1: the big lessons for me is the idea of sacrifice i think that's a big thing like we don't sacrifice that much in our modern culture and i think denying yourself something for the sake of spiritual um ah, not enlightenment per se but like actually wanting to connect with god or or to be able to have a clearer understanding or or or, or get sort of sort of divine revelation i think that's a really big deal you know that's yeah. what that's what the Old Testament characters did, you know, when they got a, a lamb or something and they built an altar and they sacrificed it to God. Um, and we don't really have that. And of course, like as Christians, we believe that Jesus was our sacrifice once and for all to pay for our sins. And that like, it's a very Christian idea and that's cool. But I think with that comes the idea of, well, actually, what do I have to sacrifice now? Like, do I just have to lean on Jesus as sacrifice for everything? Or mm. is there a part of me that I can sacrifice so that I can actually not pay for my salvation because, of course, we can't do that, but actually grow closer to God, become the person that we've always wanted to be, um, actually become more disciplined? I think sacrifice is probably the biggest takeaway for
0: me. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think something for me is that I think we, our health message <clears throat> is something we don't have to be ashamed of as a church. But it's something that we can actually be excited about. And I think we need to figure out new ways of sharing it with the world. Um, and I think now is a great time. Like, honestly, bottom line, now's a great time to jump on the health message um, and promote it and try it in a fresh way. Try and relate it to people's everyday lives. Um, try and relate it to even, you know, their knowledge of Chris Pratt. Why not? Like, it's a great, it's a great thing to use and a great bit of momentum um the google trend honestly this year is higher than any of the other years for people looking up daniel plan um so like even helping people say you know like you can take lessons that you've learned from this fast and apply it to your whole life i don't know i think it's just this is a really great time for our church and we need to actually jump on this yeah um so whatever it is in your church yeah hey whatever just just give it a try give something new a try
1: absolutely I think this is literally the best evangelistic tool right now that we can use. I think I think most of us who are millennials and Gen Zs can agree that traditional evangelism is kind of, it doesn't work with our generation. It worked with generations past, doesn't work with our generation. So I think yeah. this is one of the best ways that we can actually connect people with church and also to tell them and to show them that, we don't just care about your money or we don't care about bums and seats or you know whatever people might suspect are the ulterior motives of a church. but we actually care about your health, like not just your spiritual health but also your physical health. Um, so what true. a gr- what a great inn, What a great inn.
0: Um, yeah, awesome all right awesome. all right that's that's our episode on chris pratt and healthy stuff and daniel <laughs> advice that we're never gonna follow no jokes
1: <laughs> 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 now nah, josh josh is definitely better than me in this area having done the chip program and everything like that i've still got some stuff to work through but i love cooking and i love cooking plants and i'm i love figuring out new ways to cook healthy food
0: better it's good yeah. um so. That's the trade off here. Jesse is a much better chef than I am. So, if we could combine this, we could have a great thing going on. Yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so fun. I'd love to open a restaurant or a cafe. In fact, that's been one of my dreams for ever since I actually liked cooking. I always kind of thought that was a really great thing, even if I had no cooking experience, to be able to open a cafe or a restaurant. Because, you know, it's where people like to go. It's like trendy, mm-hmm. it's fun, It's it's good for connecting people. I've always loved that. So, yeah. We should talk about that sometime in another episode. (laughs) Hey, if you guys uh, like what you heard today, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Um, I really find that I only listen to the podcasts that I subscribe to. So if you like what you heard, go back and listen to a few of the older episodes, whatever strikes your fancy. Um, If you would like to go the next step, in this relationship, uh, you can go to Facebook or Instagram at burn the, the haystack podcast. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, give us a like, share with your friends, engage with a sweet memes that Josh likes to post. He is our meme master. And I believe uh, the
0: correct term is meme Lord. Oh, the meme Lord (laughs) as opposed to edge (laughs) Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And we, we have different content on Instagram and Facebook. So be sure to jump on both. Um, Some of the same content, but a lot of unique content to each. They kind of serve a different purpose for us each. So, hey, we'd love it if you'd just be connected to us in all different ways.
1: Absolutely. Mm. If you want to send us a message, you can absolutely do that. Um, Send us a a DM on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, You can also reach us on our personal Twitter accounts if you want. Just search our names and you will find us. Uh, Or our website. Heck yes. You can go to our website, burnthehaystack.org. And you can find us there, as well as all the spicy new blog posts and news articles that come out from uh, our awesome blog writing team, which doesn't Mm. include us at this point. But maybe we'll write something in the future. Who knows?
0: Maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah. Oh, and finally, finally, (laughs) I almost forgot. You can send us an email at burnthehaystackpodcast at gmail.com. That's all from me. Thank you. Well, wow.
0: It's a, a big long list of stuff to get through, man. It's like a, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, you can just go on the website and that will give you all of the information. So maybe we should, anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we'd love to hear from you. So let us know. But anyway, for now, that is Josh and Jesse.